it's been quite successful for us um, and, and we've gained a lot of attention uh, from, from launching this. Uh, and as I just mentioned recently, the sports version. Um, you know, I get LinkedIn uh, people who are trying to connect with me from various sports industries. And, and you know, we did the, the unrunning, we did the Rafa, which is just launching as of yesterday, I think. Um, you know, so it, it's quite, it's grabbing some headlines and attentions uh, around the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bio Podcast. If you haven't tuned in before, just let me remind you that the Bio Podcast is an offering from us here at the Bang & Olsen headquarters in Denmark to everyone selling and servicing Bang & Olsen customers around the world through branded stores. It's a part of the broad offerings we, uh, we deliver from global training. It's less mandatory than what you're used to. This is for your interest and hopefully will bring you some knowledge around our products, our technologies, or even the people working with the different uh, areas of responsibility uh, in Denmark and around the world of Bank And on this podcast this time, we, uh, we decided to dig a little deeper into the area of in-ear earphones and in particular, the segment called True Wireless. Well, the obvious reason is because we have uh, the E8 family and actually have had for a while. So we are operating within this field. But another very, very uh, important reason for for doing a podcast is that we actually have uh, a leading expert within the field uh, in our company. And uh, his name is Henrik Brodersen. And uh, you're actually sitting right in front of me. I am, Mark. Thanks. Hi, Henrik, and welcome. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's great to be here. Henrik, you're uh, the global product manager of, what, what, do you, what do you call your segment of responsibility? So um, I'm actually senior product manager within the um, earphone category, uh, specifically focusing in on, as you mentioned, the E8 family, the true wireless. Um, so I've been that for the past three and a half years or so. Um, but prior to that, I have a long past history within, you know, various IT and, and consumer electronics businesses working for, you know, teleco, PlayStation, gaming. Uh, so quite extensive. I've also worked for a couple of our competitors that we have uh, for the True Wireless. So a lot of insights. And that's exactly some of the insights that I hope we, uh, you can share a little bit uh, of in, in this podcast. Uh, i, I know myself, I enjoy very much that we are sitting uh, most of our time in the same house in Lyngby in Copenhagen, Denmark, where I actually tend to walk by you uh, when I need to know what's going on outside the the glass dome of Bang & Olufsen <laughs> to uh, pull some of your knowledge. And maybe we can do that on this podcast just before we, we move into that. Uh, so you, uh, who, who, who is uh, Henrik? Could you just share a few words on who you are? Yeah, I um, I can try at least. <laughs> uh, so you know, as you said, my name is Henrik. I've been with Bang and Olsen for the past three and a half years. Um, I'm a senior uh, person, uh, having been in the industry for more than two decades. Uh, have a couple of gray hairs on my head, so you know, hopefully <laughs> that speaks to some sort of or level of knowledge. Uh, 
besides just being, you know, getting great uh, and older. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, I came to to Bang and Olufsen in two thousand and seven, just about the time when we were actually launching the first E eight. Um, so it was quite interesting to be part of that uh, experience and 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 seeing that really taking off in the way that it did. That was, uh, you know, quite unexpected to say the least. I think we had, I think, tenfolded the expectations from where we started uh, in the original business case of, of the project and then where we actually saw it taking off. So it, it, we were in the beginning struggling a little to catch up with the demand. So it was a good time to join and it's been <laughs> ever since. Yeah, let's just just move into that. You know, did you say the the, the first uh, E8, uh, the first generation E8, was launched in two thousand seventeen? Uh, September two thousand seventeen was when okay. we launched it. Yeah. So you actually started with that product. Actually, I did, uh, but that was more coincidental than than those actually <laughs> planned. Um, but but yeah, I started at the same time, and I, you know got the E8 project and 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 launched it and. The rest is history. Since then, we've had, um, you know, both the 2.0, the third gen, and, and recently we launched the uh, the E8 Sport. Uh, so within a few decades or a few years, sorry, uh, it, it's been quite a ride on, on the true wireless earphone category. I must say. And uh, as you say, this is uh, the <clears throat> the rest is history. Let's do, can you, could you share some some. Uh, some stats on uh, on you know how, do, do we know how many uh, how many of the E8 family how many pieces have been has been uh, sent to uh, to customers or sold to customers? Yeah, you know if we we've divided into a left and right, it would be double as many as uh, we actually did. But usually we <laughs> to be uh, to be honest, usually we don't share um, specific sales numbers for any given product. But I can sort of um, let you know that we've sold through the years um, over a million units of uh, E8. So, you know, there's a million customers out there having an E8 uh, in their ears. So that's quite amazing if you think of it, uh, that we have that many customers around the world on just one product. Oh my God, it's uh, it's approaching the uh, the amount of bottle openers we've produced in this company. <laughs> I did <laughs> Which, not know we had that. Well, the uh, the bottle opener is, uh, as far as I'm informed, the most produced Bang & Olufsen piece uh, in our history. I'm hoping to <laughs> supersede that with the E8 then. <laughs> that would be funnier for us uh, too, I'm sure. Um, and then with over a million pieces sold, I'm sure you listening out there could do the math yourself on what turnover, uh, is, uh, that leads to, um, is it right that you can actually, uh, you could actually prepare some of the, the, the you could compare the turnover to, uh, one of our most successful TVs. I think that's fair to assume that, yeah, the, the turnover generated by the E8 family throughout the years would supersede uh, the revenue generated from from a family of, of um, TVs as well. So it's been quite successful for us um, and, and we've gained a lot of attention uh, from, from launching this. Um, and as I just mentioned recently, the sports version, um, you know, I get LinkedIn, uh, people who are trying to connect with me from various sports industries, and and you know we did the the unrunning, we did the Rafa, which is just launching as of yesterday, I think, 
um, you know, so it, it's quite it's grabbing some headlines and attentions uh, around the world. That's good to hear, and um, and we need to be even better at that. You see, way too many uh, famous people with uh, with all other kinds of well, who are we kidding? A lot of them with Apple uh, <laughs> AirPods in their ears, and uh, they would be much better off with a piece of Bang and Olsen. Yeah, I'd love to see the you know when they do the um, TV news. I'd love to see that the people who are being interviewed wearing a E8 instead of an AirPod. But uh, as you said, let's be honest, they, they're also doing pretty well and, and they also have a pretty okay product. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get back to the uh, to the competitors uh, a little later on. Um, do we know who actually buys uh, E8? What kind of, uh, where are they? Are they is, is it only for young people? Is it only for sport? Or do we have any stats on that? We we do have stats on on the the sort of average uh, E8 customer, uh, but but they, I would put it this way: they are very much the same type of customer who buys other Bang and Olufsen branded products. So it fits very well into sort of uh, our portfolio and our target audience that that we are um, talking to and speaking to through uh, the different products. That being said. Uh, we also do know that that we have, for example, you know, about twenty percent of E8 customers are women. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that's the case for <laughs> all our products, to be honest. Um, and we do also know that that we have a potentially some in some regions a um, younger audience that that is using the bangles, and specifically, again, in China, they're that's very much the Gen Z um, that are uh, using an E8. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, on on TVs and staged products, I'm I'm sure the uh, the the ones who buy it is 90% men. But if you look broader into that, the decision maker, I'm sure 90% is women. <laughs> the the wife approval factor. Don't underestimate that one. <laughs> They're the gatekeepers of what goes into the homes, of course. Um, <clears throat> uh, could we uh, actually? I, I, I when we talked about this uh, the other day, you and me, uh, I was a little surprised that uh, that a fairly large amount of these are actually sold through our mono branded stores. You know, so you you would mm-hmm. some would guess that this is a very cash and carry product, and therefore maybe sold very much on ecom. Uh, but you told me there is a fairly large uh, share of this in mono brand. It, it it's uh, a big part of the, the E8s are being sold through our mono branded stores. Um, I don't know if we reveal specifics about the percentages, but but I'd, I'd say it's it's these days it's half of what we are selling that that mm-hmm. comes from the mono brand store. So as you mentioned earlier, you know you do the math. That's a lot of customers that comes into our mono branded stores and 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 uh, buys an E8. Yeah, and 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 just thinking about it, you know the. I think that uh, an, an, an E8 uh, in ear earphone demands just as much just as much information and selling and introduction to the brand as uh, as many of our other products. So maybe it makes sense that you want to talk to somebody when when taking the decision to buy this. So you know one of the advantages um, for having a, a physical store where you can sell an E8 is the the fact that customers are really in keen to test them out before they buy them. Uh, this is like a pair of pants. Yeah, you can buy them online, but if you want to really ensure that they sit tight and snug, 
uh, also for the earphones, <laughs> uh, then then you want to go down to the store and you, you want to uh, you know want, you want to test them and and you want to buy them there when you're sure that 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 sits right in the ear and you mm. you know you get the good sales service there. And speaking of that, um, is it really possible to create a product that lifts up to the demands that we have? within sound design and craftsmanship and uh, all the virtues that we put into our larger speakers in such a small product? I'd say this much. It, it's it's a challenge and it's a huge challenge each time we venture into a new uh, earphone project um, because we have so little real estate there. So it, it's really hard to to make it stand out from the from the crowd and it's really hard to make sure that our branding uh, is comes across clear um when you see it uh, in 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 people's ears but that said uh, of course I, I i'm a strong believer that that every time that we venture into a new project we build on the core pillars that we've built the company on the sound design and craftsmanship and i know that that the acousticians uh, have a tough time every single time that we do an earphone uh, project because they really need to push um, the maximum performance out of a, what is a really small driver. You know, it's usually six point something millimeters in diameter. That that's not even close to any speaker. So, you know, that that's a challenge in itself. Um, and when it comes to the the the, the craftsmanship. As we also talked about, um, you know, we get 30, 40 samples of just the aluminum part. And then we look at the um, the um, the texture, we look at the coloring, and, and we are really meticulous about how and, and how we make this fit into the product overall um, and how we match the colors on it. And um, I'll share your story. Um, when we did the E8 2.0 um, after the first generation, um, the concept lead um, at that time and I sort of defined that we really wanted to uh, get a charging case that had the same attraction and, and, and sound and feel as if you walked into a, a Tiffany jewelry store and you walked out with a couple of uh, earrings. That feeling of when you open that box and when you close it. There's just something very specific, and and um, the tactile feel of it is is unique, and that's what we set out to to uh, try to achieve. And I think we came a long way in that. And I know we spend hours in in t- tuning the sound of <laughs> the lid of the EA 2.0 closing and opening. It had to sound really specific, and it does sound different when the earbuds are in and when they're out. Um, so we we try to audio tune that in a sense uh, from a pure mechanical perspective. So a lot of uh, effort goes into these uh, earphones, and that's part of the DNA uh, that I think we build our company on. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. You know, it's uh, uh, no matter what product comes out of Bang and Olufsen, I'm pretty convinced mm-hmm. that our customers have the same high expectation, whether it's a small in ear earphone or it's a, it's a full home cinema setup. Uh, but let's move a little bit into this uh, crazy world of true wireless that we kicked off in uh, in late uh, 2017 with the first generation of E8. Um, to us back then, it was a new technology, but it was also fairly new in the world. 
And since then, it seems like that that field has totally exploded. So maybe we should start by just, you know, uh, defining uh, when we say or true wireless, what does it actually mean? So the definition of true wireless is that that there is no cable running between the left and the right, that they operate um, few uh, Bluetooth technology towards the, the, the phone itself. Having said that, it's, it's a little peculiar calling it true wireless because, uh, you know, back in the days, it, it was deemed that the uh, wireless technology was actually having a cord running between the left and the right. And then we cut the cord or got rid of the cord. And what do you then call that? That's <laughs> then called true wireless. Uh, I think these days, you know, it's it's wireless in the sense that it operates independently of cables between left and right. So that's sort of the definition, I think. As long as we 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 won't see a definition called true wireless more, true or, true wireless, or really true. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, hopefully well, not. Hopefully not. Well, we can laugh about the segment and, and that it's now true wireless. <laughs> what what we can't laugh of uh, about is the uh, potential. Uh, we we discussed it the other day, you and me, about you know the estimate of this industry. Uh, well, that this part of the industry only called true wireless do you had some figures on 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 what's being sold within that segment yeah so you know i i did allude to the fact that we've sold over a million but the market uh today is 186 million units sold annually <laughs> and by 2024 it's estimated that it will succeed 600 million units sold and that will be like 70 percent of the entire headphone market so Common uh, assumption is that we, you know headphone is the overarching naming of it, and that includes earphones as well. So by that time, earphones will be the majority of units being sold, uh, superseding by far uh, what we know as, as traditional headphones. Is the assumption right that this this segment is kind of uh, eating its way into uh, headphones on the go? No, 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 that's not what we're seeing. We're not seeing this as a cannibalization. I think we're seeing it as a, a market expansion. Um, mm -hmm. I think that people are used to, let's say, corded. They're used to corded uh, earphones that came with the phones and the next upgrade from them is naturally switching to something that is true wireless. Um, so in that sense, it uh, and again, the, the headphone is, uh, that's a different use case in a lot of situations for a lot of customers. So we're not seeing it as a cannibalization effect uh, by any means. We're seeing it as a market expansion. Okay. It's, uh, it's an extremely potential uh, marketplace. And uh, of course, with... with 599 million pieces for us. <laughs> potential. potential. That's, the, that's the potential to grab. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> you know, I think everybody, even the big uh, co fruit company, uh, Apple, have been surprised <laughs> by, you know, the popularity of, of the true yeah. wireless. Um, and, you know, it, it keeps, it's now a big part of their business as well as it's a big part of our business. And that's no secret hmm. uh, anywhere. Um, so it keeps on being a promising um, market for um, monobrand dealers and us, but it can it could turn out to be quite important that we were, well, maybe not, you know, there from the beginning, but uh, from the early stage of uh, of true wireless, couldn't it? 
Yeah, but back in 2017, we were among the very first ones. Um, there were very few at that given time that, that had a true wireless product offering. So, of course, we had the benefit of what is called sort of the blue ocean. Mm -hmm. There weren't really a lot of competitors in that landscape at that time. And yeah, we benefited from that. Since then, it, it's, been come, it's become quite a crowded market. Uh, I don't think a month go by, goes by um, without there being a true wireless product launch from one brand or the other mm -hmm. and and you see the generation shifting here it, it's it's uh, it's on par with mobile phones you know it's it's kind of as i said i've been in the industry for 23 years and i i fail to recollect anything that has you know um expanded and 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 had this quick a change of of generations on, on products so every second year so or every year there's basically a new product from us, from Apple, or from the other brands in the market uh, as well. That that that's a, that's a lot of of uh, both technology newcomings and and it, it's also a lot of, of new things that happens. I think the closest analogy that I can give is probably the mobile phone industry that has had similar mm. um, experiences in the past. And pace, right? And pace, yeah. 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 And. Uh, <clears throat> with that pace of of, of new product launch, uh, you know, sound design and craft is not necessarily the the only parameter. There is also specs, of course. It's a race of specs. <clears throat> and what what is um, what is the the the, the main uh, parameter right now, uh, specification wise? So um, the first part of the question, yeah, it, it you know you have to live up to the, the, the basics on the specification side of things. You, you just can't come below the competitors in the market, and we don't. Um, and that is a challenge, of course, always keeping up with the latest technology. That's also why, you know, there's a new version every, almost every year. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> that said, um, the the basics of, of the, you know, the, the key uh, purchasing driver factor is sound. And that that's just an area where we excel. And and if you read the professional reviews and and you see the customer reviews on on E8s, it's always the sound that's mentioned as a, you know, a real high benefit and 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 a key performance uh, from from those products. Um, but the feature right now, it's no secret. Uh, it's a uh, active noise cancellation, also called mm -hmm. ANC. Um, you know, the we actually did test. So in on the ANC world. There's different terminologies, and and I little hesitant to go into all of the, the, the very different definitions. But just to to put the the marker right, um, there is what is called feed forward ANC, and that's basically using the two outwards pointing microphones to do the noise cancelling. But that's sort of a discounted version of, of an ANC performance. You really also need an inwards pointing microphone to cancel out the noise that's actually generated in your ear. So we tested out the, the feed-forward uh, solution, and we basically deemed it not to be worthy of our sound performance and our brand. So we've taken the time, and, and uh, no, it's no secret that we're looking into this. Mm -hmm. um, more to come on that at a later stage, but but that's what we're looking into. It is the it is the fact uh, feature right now that's that's driving interest. I could imagine, and apart from that, we're talking battery life, and uh, well, with E8 Sports, we we went into the waterproof area. Yeah, so um, we've done throughout the times, uh, we've done quite extensive customer insights, and and we found that you know they 
are also using uh, earphones. I actually do see people wearing headphones in a in a fitness center, um, and that's quite okay. But but uh, the, the real movement of freedom you get from having some earphones in your ears uh, when you're doing a treadmill or you're doing um, fitness machines and whatever. Unless you want to train your neck as well. <laughs> Yeah, if if you want to that, uh, you, you, it, it's fine. You can use headphones, um, but but I, I'd say as much as the, the, the being able to clean your earphones once you've uh, sweated for a an hour or two. Uh, I know Mart, uh, Martin, you're probably a couple of hours there every day, right? Every day. Yeah, I know. Um, so <laughs> no, then you want to be able to clean them right, and 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 that's where the waterproofness comes in. Um, and also you want to be able to bring them out in the rain. Uh, you're not limited to just doing your physical training when the sun is up and shining. Uh, you're also able to do this when it's raining and, and there's humidity and, 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 uh, and rain out there. So mm -hmm. that, that's really what we saw. And then we designed the product around that specific use case, uh, catering to that. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that specifications and uh, and and the, the 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 competitive industry could then lead us a little bit into uh, who are the major players in this field of true wireless, apart from us, of course. Who are we? Uh, who are we up against? There are the usual suspects, as I mm -hmm. at least call them, <laughs> um, and it, it's no secret. Uh, we've already mentioned one of the companies that's Apple. Um, but Sony um, is also doing quite well. You have Bose, and then very, and I think this may be a local thing, but uh, Jabra, um, yeah. and that's you know it's a local company as well, Danish company. Um, so we also look towards them. Uh, so those are the ones that we really benchmark and 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 try to perform against. But you know there is a ton of of other brands out there doing uh, products as well. Uh, in, in interesting uh, I, I I would imagine, of course, uh, that uh, Apple uh, AirPods being the uh, the most sold piece in uh, in the world. Uh, am I right? First of all, you are absolutely right. That's at least <laughs> what all the sales numbers say. Yeah, but they are they're doing stuff well, and they're also uh, really good at the whole ecosystem. So uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but if we can, when, when we are compared, uh, at least the sense I have is that we are winning in the parameters we want to win in on sound design and craftsmanship. Am, am I right? You're, you're spot on. Oh. That is also what you see when when you know you read reviews and if you test up against the the AirPods, um, that is where we come out on top. Um, but one point that that I want to mention is that uh, you know Apple is is one phone manufacturer in the world. And they are by far not the biggest one, mm. at least when it comes to the operating system. So take a pair of AirPods and put them on an Android phone, and you're going to have what is um, uh, <laughs> quite a you know simplified um, solution. Mm -hmm. uh, let's call it that. Um, I'm being kind to them, I think. On on, but the, you know when it comes to us, um, it, Android or iPhone really doesn't make a difference. Uh, we cater to both worlds. Uh, so again, so we might think, and again, this is maybe very Danish, but uh, you know, Apple is one big company, but there is a vast amount of Android phones that we also cater to on our solution and provide mm -hmm. the equal same uh, customer experience uh, on on Android phones as on iOS. So being open to the world and not closing down the user case for uh, for our customers, I think, is an important part of uh, our user experience, isn't it? 
I think that that goes across uh, all our products that we want to be open to um, different ecosystems. We want to be, I think we call it agnostic to the various technologies out there. Um, so yeah, that, that's what we want to do because uh, you know our customers are not only iPhone users, they're also Android users. Um, so we want to cater to them as well. Mm -hmm. So looking a little bit ahead, you have already revealed a little something, and I know you can't uh, reveal much of, of what's going on. One one thing I sense uh, that you can, uh, if you can confirm, is that we, <coughs> we're we staying within this field of true wireless. The E8 family is here, uh, and, and it's going to keep developing. Now we, we launched third gen and, and, and fairly close to that, the E8 Sport. Uh, so can can you confirm that we are we're we're keeping on uh, developing that that big um, potential business? We are uh, for sure. Um, you know the numbers, the market potential, the customers. Uh, we need to be where they are at. We need to, to you know we need to cater to their use cases um, from different perspectives, um, different uh, scenarios, sports, travel, uh, commute, uh, working from at home, all of these things, we need to make sure that we can cater to that in our true wireless offerings. So all of those are, are still very much uh, in scope. Uh, we're not abandoning by any means just because the, the, the market got crowded. Um, it is, as you said, there's 599 millions uh, potential <laughs> out there. Um, I'd, I'd certainly want to grab a fair uh, amount of that. Um, that'd be good for the company and for our customers. Well, let's 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 try and do that. <laughs> uh, with the help. And and uh, and uh, the next big things within the area. Can you uh, can you re reveal what, where are we heading? Is there something we want to obtain? Is there something out there in the future, in the near future, that we want to yeah, so, look into? Or? Yeah. So you know, it, it's no secret that ANC is a key feature, and that's driving the attra uh, attractiveness of of true wireless right now. So of course we're looking into this. But but the disciplines within true wireless of you know sound still remains very high. That is the key purchasing driver. I think ANC comes at a fifth place or so, mm. uh, yeah, and it, and it kind of is logical to think so. If it doesn't fit and it doesn't sound good, then you know why would you buy it? Yeah. So it's very much still on on the sound performance and 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 improving on that throughout the generations, and then it's focusing in on the fit and and uh, making them smaller uh, or more ergonomically correct. Uh, that's an area of of, of uh, that's a whole um, um, industry or sort of mm. a, it, it's a whole science in itself, and and then it, it's it's you know playtime. Um, you you really don't want to charge your devices constantly. So mm -hmm. putting in playtime to be uh, through work, so it works with throughout a whole day without having to charge is also important. And 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 maybe optimizing it even further so it can last for more than a day. You know, so you don't even need to charge it that oftenly. Well, I'm glad that things are being developed. I'm becoming addictive to my uh, my uh, true wireless uh, E8, uh, various E8s that I have back home. And I, 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 I for example, the little little feature of just uh, using uh, that uh, you're able to use one earbud, yeah, uh, is uh, something I use a lot when I talk when I'm on the phone. And 
I really, I really like that. What was it from the third gen and on? Was no, we actually had it in from the first, uh, or the the single use of the it. Yes, yes, the single one. use yeah. of it was from the third gen. Third gen and, and EH board. Yeah. yeah, you you can also use the transparency mode, which enables you to also listen into your surroundings yeah. at the same time. But I I fully understand that the you know you want to be able to use one specifically when you're you know on the phone or if you're working from at home or just want to stay connected to your surroundings. But you can get a lot of that by also using the the, the transparency mode that that's uh, also in the product. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask me about my favorite mm-hmm. little feature, um, I'll share it with you. And that was uh, when we made the Mad Dash for getting the the wireless charging capabilities into the E8 2.0. Um, that was that was that was a magic moment. I think mm-hmm. I, I would call it um, because it has you know wireless technology has been in the market for a number of years. But but still seeing people when when you place something on a small t- plate, a mm. uh, charging pad, uh, and and it starts charging for a lot of people that's still uh, magic. Uh, they don't understand how it works, mm. and and at home I have a multiple number of devices that need charging every single night, and you go around they're plugging in the, the various devices. We have three boys at home. Um, so you can just imagine the number of, of <laughs> devices that needs to be charged. Um, so ha- one device less that needs to be plugged into a cord, but just placed on a you know on a small charging pad for me is a, a pain point alleviated. Um, I'm looking forward to the days when it will be built into the you know the, the, the kitchen tables or stuff when you can just place uh, all your devices there and they will automatically <laughs> <The> charge <mattress. laughs> or your mattress um, if you really prefer you that one. Recharge yourself as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I, totally, I totally agree. It's a, it's it's a crazy world, but it is actually uh, about comfort in your daily life. It's not about saving 1.5 second of plugging in. It's the feeling of just put, 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 put you know, right now I, I put my E8 uh, Sport on top of my Beaulieu 20 and it charges. And it's, um, it's difficult to explain what it does to me, but it's a good feeling at least. Yeah, I, I, I've uh, also had the pleasure of uh, trying out the Beaulieu 20. I, I, I also use the wireless charging. I, put, I use it for the phone, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I already had the charging pads for for my E8s, um, but but I use it for the phone. So again, it's one of these you know everyday convenience. You didn't, you may not have realized how big a nuisance it was until you actually try how easy it is. It's one of these. You know, I just want to walk around zombified. I didn't think of it until I realized how easy it could be. Well, that, that actually underlines why it's uh, it's a feature that is very true, bang and almost. <clears throat> because uh, we that's what we've done throughout our history is to create something uh, that maybe our customers did not necessarily know that would be a, a great part of their daily life. Yeah, and I think the true wireless is also about convenience, right? You yeah. know, not having that cord that that you need to twist around your phone or whatever it is, right? It, it's very convenient to have something that doesn't tangle up in your no. briefcase or your bag or wherever. And now approaching the end, I just want to remind you listening in that if you're new to selling uh, the E8 family, uh, pop in to Bill Campus and find the uh, the various uh, modules and courses we have on E8. 
where you also get some tips and tricks on how do you make sure that you ensure the right fit and how do you make sure that you also inform our customers about the right the right use case cleaning and all of that so that you get the best possible experience with your with your e8s Apart from that, I uh, just want to thank you, Henrik, for uh, joining me here in the in the cozy basement in Copenhagen. Thank you for having Martin and uh, for allowing me to talk about one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> and to you listening in, thank you very much for tuning in uh, to the Bio Podcast. Um, keep your eyes open; there will be more podcasts in here shortly. See you.